What's going on, everybody? It's episode 16 of the Wise Guys podcast. Another week, another episode, y'all. We're back. Man, we're going to keep it coming with this special guest. We got some heat for y'all today. Neek, tell them who we got on the show today, man. Yo, we got BJ Gray on the show. Brandon. What's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, y'all, man? Thank you guys for having me on the show today. How you doing, man? Yeah, no Not doubt. Not at all, man. Chilling in the, the good California weather. I don't know about you guys, but the nighttime. <laughs> yeah, man. We over here in Jersey. Yep. It's just hitting fall weather, you know what I mean? It's starting to be that hoodie, windbreaker weather. <laughs> I love fall, man. Actually, that's my favorite, one of the one of the best seasons, man. It made me want to learn to design because I got to break out all the dope coats. Coats with hoodies and, you know, like just to kind of like layer and color block. Fall is perfect for that, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. That's definitely one of my favorite seasons for that reason. And just because all the color aesthetic, you know what I mean? There's certain, like, it's not to sound cliche, but, like, with seasons, there's, like, color aesthetics and shit. And I just really like the the dark colors, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely have an aesthetic for that. Yeah, yeah, man, the darker colors usually, uh, and sometimes I like to I like to mix them up because I feel like if I do something with a darker color, like it's easier for just a small hint of something with a color pop to kind of like make a little bit more of a statement. Exactly. So like if I'm dressed in all black, I hit you with a black overcoat, black hoodie, black jeans. But then I might hit you with some super fire like um, Sakai Nikes that <laughs> have just a whole bunch of color in there. Right. Pop, so yeah. all you all, all you see is the pop of color and that all black killing the smooth. Killing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Word, word. Yeah, man. So we want to we want to hear more about your brand, man. Like, where did you come up with the name? And obviously, I know your last name's Gray, so that maybe played a part. <laughs> but we want to know, like, how did you start it? Yeah, basically, like, how did you come up, man? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. So Grayscale, yeah, you got you nailed it on the head. Was that Nico who said that? Yeah, yeah, um, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You nailed it on the head, bro. Like, my last name is Gray. It was really that simple. The whole premise, like Grayscale, has the whole idea just. There's like a zillion colors in between black and white, right? Like, that's really crazy when you really think about that because black and white just seem like the ends, right? Like, so grayscale was just kind of like this full color spectrum that's not fully appreciated. So it just kind of, it went hand in hand, man. I started the company in 2014, um, actually in Washington, D.C. And uh, when I was in D.C., man, I uh, was working with so many cats that were uh, in, in... in, in finance and doctors and lawyers and stuff and they liked the way that I dressed so they wanted me to put stuff together for them so I would start to like put outfits together like I wore like you know what Kanye used to say like you know they want me to make a beat like I made from Jay-Z you know like it would be just like that I would put together outfits kind of similar to the ones that I had worn and um after I put them together you know they loved it but they would start to ask for more so this was like the break probably like 2010 when I was living in DC 2011 this is like the break of like colored suits like when people started to like really wear like <laughs> super bright colors and, and it wasn't it wasn't like people was okay being flamboyant you know like it was cool it didn't matter like whatever sexuality you were like yeah. you were seeing a cat that was straight in a, in a pink suit you might see a guy <laughs> that was homosexual also too but you know like it wasn't any difference like that was the fluidity of the fashion For sure. and what i wanted to do was kind of cater to that man i had to find that fine line like hold on if I'm, if these people are looking for that and and I'm kind of down to make that. I'm, I'm a natural peacock, clearly, because they were already gravitated for me because they wanted me to put stuff together for them. So they trust my vision, you know. So what I said was, I'm going to learn to make it, man. Just that simple. I started off shopping. Grayscale started out as a styling business. And then 
from the styling, it developed into a business of designing because it was things out there that I didn't see that I wanted to see. It was colors that I didn't see put together. Like when we were talking about the layering and stuff, right? Like it was colors I didn't see put together that I wanted to see put together and like fine suiting and stuff like that. So I, um, for my birthday, I went to Paris and, uh, my birthday is August 31st. Now, I don't know if y'all ever been someplace, man, that, uh, shout out to the Virgos, you know, uh, <laughs> but I don't know if y'all ever been someplace where it's felt like that, uh, that you have been there before, like maybe not even in this lifetime, but you know, like it just felt like you belong there. When yeah, I stepped off yeah. the plane in Paris, man, yeah, bro, I felt that. I felt that dog. Like I literally felt like I had been there before and it felt so fluid. Like it felt like everything was just kind of like moving super cool for me. And I was like, yo, this is where I'm supposed to be. So when I got there, I shot myself in the foot. Like when I was living in DC, I told you I was in finance, right? Yeah, yeah. I was making pretty good money when I was in DC. So when I got my visa, when when I got my visa to go to visit Paris, you know, like I did visitation. So I went for two weeks for my birthday and then I came back on September 14th. And I told my job, I was like, you know what? I'm out. I put my two <laughs> weeks in. I put my two weeks in on September 14th. I, I sublet my apartment in D.C. And on October 4th, I moved to Paris, man. I, I took everything that I had, put it in storage, and I, and I bounced. You know, that's how far, that's how strong the gravitational pull was for me when I wanted to do that, you know? Definitely, man. That's dope. And you, you had a vision, and it's kind of like the law of attraction, you know what I mean? You set yourself on exactly. something. Exactly. And you just, you shot for it, man, and, and that's dope. And we love to hear that. And um, yeah, man, yeah, that's that's crazy, man. So you so you basically had an eye for this right from the naturally, you know, you had an eye. Yeah, for it this. wasn't even it wasn't even. I guess when I look back on it, like I guess you always kind of can see how something came about. When I look back on it, I, I was a, a jiggy dude in college. I, I was putting the colors and everything together. Like my outfits were they were popping in college, so it made sense. Kind of like okay, you were the fashion guy then. It would make sense for you to be the guy that get matriculated into design and stuff. Got you, got you. So I heard you mention uh, DC. Is that where you? Is that where you're originally from? No, sir. I hail from Inglewood, California, man. Okay. Um, yeah, um, yeah. West I'm not from Inglewood, man. <laughs> West Coast all day, West but Coast. I am. But I do love DC in the instance of man. Like what I will constantly, forever attribute to DC and East Coast in general is just the hustler's mentality, bro. Definitely. Y'all just move different. Definitely. Y'all just move different, right? Like. The aggression, and it's not in a disrespectful type of way. Sometimes it can be, you know, but whatever. But, you know, like the aggression to get what you want and the the un, the relentlessness to, to not stop, like, it's something different. I don't know where it stops <laughs> if we're looking at the map in the U.S., whatever, but somewhere across the board, it gets a little bit lazy. And they kind of, a lot of people will say that they feel like if an East Coaster talks about a West Coaster, they'll say, like, I feel like y'all lazy. When people from the East Coast come to California, they eat easy. Yeah, like yeah, if they yeah. can come, they can come and, and be in a any type of sales position, and they eat because it's just it's different. It's a lot more I'm a go get it type mentality as opposed to it's kind of handed to me or whatever comes. So I have a heavy balance of both, right? Like I got a good That's balance good. of being able to turn it up when I want something, like the, like that law of attraction, like you said, yeah. or you know, like at the same time, the law of attraction it works hand in hand because. I go hard on the things that I want, and as a result of me going hard, everything else starts to fall in place, right? That's like if you got in a fight in school and you beat somebody ass, and everybody else looking at you like, I ain't going to mess with you, right? Because all of a sudden, it's, everything's in line. Everything saw how it's supposed to be, and now everything is moving just like that. 
Yeah, no doubt, man. That's definitely true, man. I definitely know what you. But like, I'm thinking because I know in any because I'm a I'm a chef, man. If you didn't know, like I really yeah, can't. Yeah. I, I've been to Paris too, and it's definitely in my top three cities. If, I've been to London, man. I cannot, yo. London is definitely the number one city in my opinion, bro. Ooh. Like, yo, I just love it. It's like a cleaner New York. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely is. London is so familiar, and that's why that's why it feels so good to you. Yeah, it feels yeah, like exactly. Close but far, you know. Yeah, yeah. I it's, think yeah. the place that I like that was not that was not close but far, but close enough is is Barcelona. Whoa, yeah, Barcelona, bro. Barcelona felt super good, bro. The only thing is, I speak a little Spanish. Like I'm, I, I'm rusty now, but I grew up in England, so we spoke, we spoke a lot of Spanish growing up, right? Yeah, yeah. So whatever little Spanish that I did have when I moved to Paris, I, if you if you know Europe, you know you could bounce around and go anywhere. So I spent a lot of time in Barcelona because I knew Spanish. Only thing was in Barcelona, that's the whole Catalan region, so yeah. the dialect of, of Spanish is different. And while some of them can speak Spanish, I don't know whether it was just me, but it was like, they wasn't rocking with it if you wasn't speaking Catalan. Like, it was like, nah, Spanish is cool, bro, but we speak this over here. So it was kind of interesting. Like, I went to Barcelona seeking that, but I didn't necessarily get it back. But I'm a quick learner. I started to see where I needed to, the areas that, that where I was at that I needed to give it to them like this and areas that they was cool with just me being the little Spanish that I tried. <laughs> yeah, it's probably yeah. like a, you know, like a learning experience in a way, too. You know, picking sure. up on some things that they did differently or, you know, spoke differently. But that's that's awesome, man. Uh, always wanted to know how to speak a different language, uh, something I still am trying to do. So, <laughs> bro, it, it's just diligence. It's literally diligence. Like you got to the same way that you learn. Like right now, I'm, I'm during the pandemic. I picked up boxing, okay. um, tennis and uh, cycling. Right. Like and it, I started it pretty much like a baby. I had never did any of those things. Same way with the language. You know, like I got I got a coach. I got a teacher, you know, like I got somebody to to guide me into how I should be doing it. So I do it right. And then I started doing it more frequently. And now I'm over here playing tennis and I'm rocking. I'm over here <laughs> boxing and I'm rocking. You know what I'm saying? That's I'm cycling awesome. and I'm rocking. It's really just repetition, bro. Staying active. That's just, Staying yeah, busy. just diligence. Yeah, you know, like you when you a chef and you got you got that recipe and, 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 you, and you say, I like this recipe and you let somebody else taste it and they be like, yo, this is the best thing I ever tasted in my life. Yo, that's but fact. in your head, you kind of like, you be like, it's still something. It's still <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that I know. Like, if you feel like that's the best thing, I know I can give you better. Yep. Always and that's, that's kind of yeah. how I feel about fashion, right? Like, you know, like, I, I kind of get more and more in my bag as I feel people kind of like gravitating toward it because it's like, oh, if you like that, I'm just getting started, bro. Like, if you like this meal... You you just on the appetizer. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to hit you with the full course. <laughs> you don't even know what's coming yet. Yeah. Yeah, you ain't <laughs> you even something. ready. Yeah, you got something for you, yeah. So definitely, man. Definitely. So in my opinion, I mean everybody has something like that pushes them to work harder. And, you know, we definitely see you travel a lot, man, and, and hearing from your experiences, it sounds like you've been been around. Um, so like ha- has that influenced you in any way with fashion and your design and the creativity? And seeing different parts of the world or just being, you know, around different vibes. Oh, yeah, man. Like, you you got to be, as a designer, you have to be open to receive art and inspiration from anywhere. So, like, when I'm traveling, like, um, and also you got to be open to learn lessons from wherever you do. I remember when the brand was first started, I did this. I wanted to do this photo shoot for my friend's birthday. Yeah, yeah. And every year we travel in this really, really big group. And uh, what I wanted to convey for this message for this shoot was that Grayscale was for everybody. 
And what I meant for everybody was I had one of my boys, he was 6'5", but he don't hoop, right? Yeah, but yeah. He, and then I had another one of my boys, short and stocky, but, you know, he used to be a track star. I had another one of my boys, <laughs> just a big, stocky dude, you know, like, and all of us were different sizes, right? But I made all of these suits for all of us to take pictures when we went to Bali. Word. And we went to Bali, we went into the rainforest, and it was raining like a mug when we went there. Raining so bad that we ended up like we couldn't get the picture that we wanted. <laughs> so my friend that is a photographer, he's like a real published photographer. Shout out to Elton. Um, he he said like, yo, like, let's rock. Let's try to do it tomorrow. Like, oh, everybody was like, okay, dope. We came all the way out here. We want this picture. Let's do it tomorrow. Yeah. We took our clothes. We gave them to the ladies that were manning our villas. I don't know where the language barrier happened. But they, instead of dry cleaning our suits, they washed our suits. Oh. So everybody's damn, suit damn. shrunk, bro. Everybody's oh, suit shrunk. Shit. So I, I don't know, like, Not if good. anybody, whoever listening to this, if y'all ever go deep on my Instagram page, you'll see a picture and it'll look appealing to the naked eye. It'll look cool. You'll see a whole bunch of suits and a whole bunch of colors. But the yeah. backstory is, Everybody's suit got mad ruined on that trip, bro. <laughs> hey, you know what, man? It probably made for a great story. Now, y'all, y'all it probably made, it did. It. it did. And I, I, and that after that, when I came back the, to to circle it home to what you were talking about, the inspiration. After that, when I came back, I made like a whole floral um, collection that was inspired by the stuff that I the the, the beautiful like just forest that we were in when we were in Bali, like the nature that was there, the color palettes that were there, man, the so many so many different colors of vegetation like it was just it was literally like god with a paintbrush yeah and it was super dope to see you know so i literally took inspiration from that messed with the color palettes put it in my type of way you know how i saw it and voila we had super flamboyant like pink and green like olive suits and stuff like that trucker suits and it was dope because it was like it has a story yeah, yeah i always yeah. like people people like people like fashion and but people love a story bro if you if you cook for me, it's dope that you cook for me. But if you tell me that you know that your Oma handed this recipe down to you and you perfected it, like bro, now I'm invested in what you're. Yeah, cooking yeah, for. that's a hundred percent true, bro. I never. It's crazy you just brought that up. Like I never even thought to look at it like that. But that's Man, everything. True. No matter what you do, we're all storytellers, bro. Yeah, in, the, in like, any type of fashion. Work. It starts even when you were really young, because you know when you would watch a scary movie, and as soon as it would say based on a true story, yo, that's when you'd be like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's when, <laughs> sure. that's when you took the shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when you was like, oh shoot, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like this could really happen. Yeah. So. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Nah, so, but it all plays a part, man. Definitely. Definitely the story. That's the. That's the. You know what I mean. So it sounds like you've got to shoot at a lot of uh, crazy places, man, like I said, around the world and uh, just everywhere. And being on the West and East Coast and getting to experience to live on both sides had to be crazy in its own, you know, even before you were doing what you were doing necessarily with uh, fashion. But is there uh, we want to know, man, is there any hidden talents that nobody may not yeah, know? Let us know, what, let us know what people don't know about the BJ. You know what uh, I mean? BJ Gray. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, BJ. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I, that, that's crazy that you asked me. And I'm even like stuttering answering that because what what's happened just just being realistic is sometimes like if you become so synonymous with the brand, you like, oh, you talking about me? Like, just me? Like, I don't even... Um, uh, I, I big-time hoop, bro. What? I big-time hoop. Like, uh, uh, one of my boys uh, is... Uh, Kyle Kuzma's manager is from Jersey. And um, 
Uh, okay. he's, uh, yeah, so Kuz is one of my clients that I style. And, uh, man, we, uh, we, we, he has a barbershop out there called Legends. I don't know if you guys are even familiar with Legends Barbershop, no, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's Van. Van has a, a, a hand in, in Legends, bro. So, like, we're all connected. Like, I know good people from Jersey, and, uh, we, oh, we, wow. we love yeah, the hoop, yeah. man. There's a Legends Barbershop out here. Is that the one? I wonder if that's. Yeah, the same that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, that's what shoot. I'm talking about. Yeah, man, because yeah. I, I used to be a barber, actually. So, I was in the barber. Yo, industry. Yeah. 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 That's crazy, man. That's literally 10 minutes from us right now. And that's that's we all connected, Small world, bro. Man. I, yeah. Damn, yeah, but yeah, I love to hoop, man. I love I love to get it in anytime. Now I'm not telling you I'm the best hooper. I by no means saying that. <laughs> so would you? Would but you what play? I but uh, you know either like shooting a small four. I won't say that I'm the best hooper, but what I do have that others might not have is just kind of like that. You know how they used to say Jalen Brown from the Celtics. A lot of people didn't like him because he thinks too much on the court. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I got I got that type of IQ. So like, what I don't what I don't have an athletic ability, I make up for it and be able to make the right decision. Okay, nah, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely why LeBron's one of my favorite players, man. Yeah, man, you gotta you, you gotta pick and choose when you when you were seventeen years in, you you can bulldoze down the lane, but if somebody who's played seventeen years bulldozing every play. Nah, bro, yeah. I'm going to pick you apart yeah. in different ways. Exactly. It's a mind, you know, it's a mental, too. It's a mind game as well. It's not just physical, and a lot of people seem to forget that. Like, you For know, sure. It's not all about playing person, booty ball boxing, all the time. Or, boxing you know. shows you that, too, man. Like, think about Mayweather, right? Like, Definitely. Mayweather continuously wins fights, but he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily, like, whoop your ass. He literally just outboxes you. He outclasses you in the ring. His movement, his, his, his counters, exactly. everything that he does shows you that he's thinking ahead of you. As opposed to just, uh, 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 just hitting <laughs> yeah. you, trying to like yep. knock you out. Instead Two of being totally a, different yeah. type of fighters. Yeah, we were, it's crazy you brought Mayweather up because we were just me and Neek were just talking about Mayweather yeah. literally yesterday, yeah, and yeah, we were yeah. talking about how his fighting style was just impeccable. Like he's you know he has the Philly shell, like the way he his defense, and he really wouldn't he would just pick you apart, like you said, and that, yeah, yeah it's, it's really an, it's, it's an intelligence, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's an intelligence, smart. like. I'm excited. Like even even I, I think he's going to fight Logan Paul coming up. They just signed that that fight just coming up, <laughs> Yo, and I, I think for sure, uh, you know, he's gonna he's gonna probably knock Logan out. That's probably oh, going to happen. Definitely. And yeah. I, I mean, but I see what I see what I see occurring is two different exhibitions. Pacquiao has an exhibition right now, and then Mayweather has an exhibition, yeah. which probably is going to lead to a rematch. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> down the line. That's what I see. Speaking of yeah, Pacquiao's uh, you you see the new news about him fighting McGregor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like everybody, yeah. everybody, it seems like it's all calculated. I see. I can see how the strings are being pulled for us to get back to that same place. Yeah, exactly, sure. definitely. But uh, hey, hey, pull my string though, because I'm watching. Because <laughs> I'm yeah, watching. Every- I, I'm, I'm mad. I'm love. I've started to become so entertained by boxing because now that I've started doing it, like my boxing coach literally put me in the ring, and I was nervous as hell. You know, but like even sparring and stuff like that, you you're picking it up. And my boxing coach is from um, New York, too. Big, big uh, Italian dude from New York. And uh, he used to have a gym out there. And he is just kind of like, he's, he's a real no-nonsense type person. Really Italian. Like, he's, he's just the he's best. He's yeah. essential. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's coast guy. Yeah, and he'd just be like, wait, what are you doing? Like, hey, what are you, what's going on? Like, what the hell is that? Exactly. I, yeah. I love him. I love him. So, But he made, he's made me start to watch boxing in the sense of studying it, right? Like, you know, like when you, when you play football, it used to be like, Oh, he got an interception. But if you play football, you'd be like, "Oh, they was in a cover too. That's why they was able to do this." Yeah. So now that I'm starting to watch boxing, I'm starting to see the counters. I'm starting to see the rolls. 
I'm starting to see the footwork. You know, it's different than watching it as a spectator yeah, as opposed to somebody it. who was partaking it. Yeah, you're watching it as a learner, as a student, and basically, yeah. now that you're doing it, because I've always been a huge boxing fan as well since I was younger, and, you know, I've always followed it, and definitely it's an art. That itself is an art as well, and when you really get to know it and, you know, box a little bit to yourself and get to understand the, the physics behind it, it's it's a science. It's, it's actually mm-hmm. crazy. And there's a yeah. lot. There's a lot to it, and and there's a, it, that again is a mind game as well. And you should, you know, you should know how to counter your opponent. It's like a chess game in the ring. Chess, yeah. <laughs> yeah chess, man. it's fast as hell. Chess, and it, and it got <laughs> a little bit more, but it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Sure, man. But but we peep your Insta, man. We saw you did some shit with D Wade, yo. How was that, bro? D Wade was a, just super down to earth, man. Literally. When I was talking to D-Way, it's crazy to see, like, I guess, I don't know how old y'all are. I'm, I just turned 34. Where, where, but, we, um, tw- we 23. Yeah, we're both 23. Yeah. Okay, so y'all a little bit younger, so yeah. I, I guess who I can equate to when you guys, we having this conversation right now, you're going to look back on this and see a person your age, like uh, John Morant. <laughs> John Morant, like, coming into the league. Like, you saw John Morant coming into the league. Like, y'all age group has something that we didn't have as much, like, LeBron and, and D-Wade and them were the, the, really the first circuits that started to get put on for display. So, like, when LeBron was at St. Saint, Saint Vincent, St. Mary's, like, that was the first time we saw high school cats. Fast forward to y'all age group, we seeing Bronny, we seeing Mikey, we're seeing all these kids grow up in the spotlight playing basketball. So it was different for us to see, right? So D-Wade was my age group. Yeah, I yeah. seen D-Wade at Marquette. I seen D-Wade in the heat, you know what I'm saying? I've seen him at the Cavs, all of that. So to see D-Wade matriculate through the league and then be standing next to this cat, I'm like, yo, what? I'm standing next to an idol. Yeah, like, you know, and, and it's just, it was mad crazy, but what I loved about him, and a lot of the cats that I deal with, thank God, just they just normal people, bro. Yeah, With, a, with, with a lot more O's in the bank account, but normal people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we had good conversation about... Nothingness. We was doing this right here. We was shooting just the chopping breeze. it up. Yeah, just, just chopping, chopping it up. up. And I'm like, yo, this is not. It's, he didn't alienate me, make me feel yeah. like I was talking to you know, like. And that's being in Hollywood. Sometimes, like, you could get into that type of situation, right? Like, there's this hierarchy, but you really love when you're around people who are just genuine, that are literally just kind of like, yo, you human just like me. I put my put my shoes on the same way as you do. Like, why would I treat you any yeah. different? Like, yeah, I feel like that's what that's what gives you more the respect thing. Like, you know what I mean? For sure. Like it definitely. Yeah, cause it I'm not. Your... I'm not interested in a, a a person just because you know they they uh they have this clout or anything like if they if they're a dick or anything like that. And I'm not. No, I'm, I'm cool. I'm around good energy, man. I, I you you be around good energy and you bring in good energy. You push that out. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. So like you know, I'm sure like you worked with D Wade and that that's awesome, man. And I heard you know you say earlier you worked with Kuz. Is there anybody else you formed relationships with? in this industry or just you know um, friendships that have grown out of it or you know experiences working with different people and athletes and stuff like that yeah i mean i've worked with a couple of different athletes for for a couple of teams and it just it just really depends the relationships never really die out it's just more so like of a wave right like it, it'll come and, and it might be it might be calm for a minute but the tide might rise again and, and you'll you'll interact again you'll you'll meet again you'll you'll be able to meet their needs like I've done something for D-Wade a while back, and, you know, during the pandemic was just now getting this, a chance to display those things. But the pandemic displaying those things brought me back to do another piece for him. So it's like, it's always cyclical. 
you're going to work with people. And as long as you know, like you being a hundred on you, like that's you're you're going to put good. You're going to put good for your name, and, and it keeps coming back. I, I continue to work with the same people. I continue to work with these people because it's something that, that we're doing right, right? Yeah, like, yeah, otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't be here. And it's definitely the energy you reflect as a, as a person to them as well. And, and if they, you know. Cause like you said, we're all the same. You know what I mean. So it's yeah. And I want to know, like, say the fashion industry takes years and years of like hard work for sure, man. And it's also draining like physical and mental health. So we want to know, like, what are some tips you adjust to stay positive and like focus on reaching the end goal and just never giving up? Yeah, like what is what is the goal, <laughs> bro? So you have to you have to have tunnel vision, man. I think that tunnel vision. And let me explain what I mean by tunnel vision because I don't mean I don't want people to misconstrue that. Tunnel vision in the sense of we live in a day and age like, again, I sound old, keep referencing age, but we live in a day right now where everybody can tell you what they think about the thing that you did two seconds ago immediately. So imagine like, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about like, and I think there's something that just came out on Netflix called, I think like the social theory experiment or something that they're talking about. Yeah. So it talks about like how like we're not even programmed for that, bro, to be able to take in a million people telling you something about something that you did, a piece that you designed, how much they love it, how much they hate it, this, this, and that, right? Yeah. The tunnel vision for me is not about is not about pleasing somebody as as a designer. It's about achieving a goal for myself. What did I want to give the world? Like, did I do that? I did. It, it was was this piece impactful? Did did this make a statement? When D Wade wore that suit on on NBA and TNT, he had the whole red strip with all of the names written in black that have died during the year from police brutality, right? Yeah, yeah we saw that, think man. about That's all incredible. of those names written in red. He had on all black, right? The black for the solidarity, right? Yeah, yeah. But the names written in the red for the blood that had been shed for those people. Like, that's crazy to really think about. Like, that's impact. That's mm-hmm. a moment in time. That's a snapshot that when we look back on this time frame, when we look back on this moment, on this Black Lives Matter movement, on this civil rights movement being re- revamped on just human rights, I'm a part of that. I'm a part of a moment in time in history that I, I appreciate, you know, like that's that's impact. That's what I'm here for. Like, you got to make sure that that's what matters. What matters to you is being done. You got to be able to turn it off. You got to be able to say, like, I'm not interested in social media today. I, I don't want to hear. I don't I don't I need to disconnect from that. Right. Like. Be present. Be present. Like, you know, like, we're on a podcast right now, but, like, if we weren't on a podcast right now, how many times would you have checked your phone? Yeah, exactly. Are we present in the the conversations that we're having? Like, am I here with you, or am I doing 10 million things while I'm talking to you so it's not even really, like, us being in a room? Like, this human connection shit is real. And the more that you realize and you understand that connecting with somebody on a level that is more than just surface you'll start to make so much more impact. So, like, find out what it is that you want to do and then connect that to being a human. Connect that to philanthropy. To Connect that to doing better. Connect that to making the world better. Or even it's just the world around you. You know, like, even if you impact yourself, if, Nico, if you tell somebody, if you inspire one kid to be a chef, bro, that could be the next Gordon Ramsay. Exactly, bro. That's why I always tell people, never give up, no matter. My biggest thing, yo, so I know, I forget who said it right off the bat, but there's this quote that says, your biggest, like, your worst customer is your biggest success. Like, you know what I mean? Something similar to that. Like, if they right, tell like, you I'm what's wrong, you know what to fix it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm overcoming all of that, bro. Like, you're not, I'm not necessarily looking for a yes, man. And that's, that's even in life right now, right? Like, think about you got a relationship with somebody just like everything you say, like, cool. Like, yeah. you don't got no opinion on that? Like, exactly. Damn, like, yeah. I, I, want, I want to hear your feedback. Like, you know, like, but it's feedback from people that you value, you know, because everybody can give you feedback. And then think about somebody told you about something that you did and you like, yo, bro, I don't even care about your opinion. Exactly. Like, it's, it's people that you value, the ones that you're, invested in and that are invested in your growth you know like keep those people close to you I always say like yeah keep it real and keep it pushing <laughs> keep yeah man yeah it's a powerful people that are around you yeah as much as my life has changed like i do keep my same core pretty much like you know like i've had some other people come to my life and get a lot closer to me but my best friends are still my best friends from elementary bro like yeah. those are my a1s like that's my guy Hell yeah, and like even in, even in us growing and changing I still know that authentically I know that he has my best interest at heart and I would literally put him up against anybody for the first person that I'm going to discuss something with regarding my future. You know, like it doesn't matter about what direction we've grown in. We know that these are still people that I hold dear and hold in, in secure spaces. That's right. And that's a, that's a powerful message because, um, you know, a, a, a good su- support system around you and is always great, you know, to have people that push you to to be better you know especially in them times where you where you get down on yourself because everybody experiences mm-hmm. those times when you feel like things are crashing down or you feel like you need to push a little harder and when you got people behind you that really care about you or that you came up with family friends that you consider family you know what i mean um that just push you to excel and do better in life and, and just grow as a person and people that you can grow with and succeed with around you is that's that's just huge and that's important to us and like I, I mean, said, hell yeah. it just goes I mean, back. Like, yeah. If you don't have people as an entrepreneur, bro, like if you don't have people around you, how, how are you winning if you're not commu- if you're not committing yourself to building community? That's right. That's the only thing an entrepreneur can do, bro. I build community. That's right. And networking is huge and building relationships with people and just networking and, and working and, and finding out about other people and spreading that positive energy. Hell yeah. That's why we it really reflects. appreciate you for doing this, man. We, Definitely. We're, we're yeah, man. It's not you know. Pe- people think that like, oh, I, I, if I'm, if I'm gonna do a podcast, it needs to be this, or if I'm gonna do a podcast, like they need to talk about that. Like, bro, I'm all about putting my energy out so it can. If if we like, I said, one person, if one person listens to this podcast and their life has changed, or they they decide to embark on a journey that they were thinking about doing, that this this felt like affirmation for them. That just felt like, oh yeah, this is exactly what I needed to hear to get up off my ass and do my and do my passion cool yeah cool it don't exactly. need to be a, i don't need a, i don't need a thousand ears bro because a thousand ears can be deaf exactly no, man yes all, all you need to hear is one positive message you know yeah um, words are strong you know words are really strong and especially in a time like this you know people need that people need that positivity so again man we appreciate you for coming on today and we you know we saw you and we we just you know we definitely noticed talent, man. We definitely it. try yeah. to keep up on our fashion. So we were like, yo, this dude make really dope pieces, man. Yeah, we've like, seen it. And the D-Wade piece, just want to touch on that real quick again, is huge, man. We, we saw that the other day, and we were like, you know, this is, this is crazy. This is great. Like, that's such a powerful thing. And like you said, it's a moment of history, and it's a powerful message. And, um, they, yeah, we just really love your art, man. We respect the hustle. It's dope dope what you do man thank you man thank you guys I, I i really appreciate y'all reaching out man and um and even taking the time just to ask the questions man and hear hear about me and, and what it is that i do and you know ask a little bit more about the brand i really appreciate it and uh you know i definitely best of luck to you guys in the in the podcast i 
I feel the energy. I like the podcast. I'm feeling it, man. So I, I like how y'all are spotlighting and, and highlighting people. That's dope. And, you know, and I'm happy to be one of them, you know. So I'm going to push y'all out there the same way that y'all, that y'all reached out to me. I'm going to push y'all real with my community, you know. Hey, so appreciate that, you know, man. Let appreciate me know that I could be a conduit for y'all. If, if y'all need something, if I son, I can help, you know, of course, I'm down. I'm looking up. Hey. I'm always looking to be the, that, that plug if I can. And that nah, goes the yeah. same way, man. Definitely go check Yo. out Grayscale IC. Yeah, at Grayscale IC, y'all. If y'all haven't checked him out already or know who he is, our guy BJ, man, he's killing it in the fashion industry. He's making art, crazy Suits. pieces. Yes. He's coming with it all. He's coming with the heat. So definitely go check our boy out. Check the website out. He's spreading powerful message uh, behind the brand. And it was just awesome to have you on today, man. We appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. Y'all look, y'all keep it locked to the wise guys, man. Hey, appreciate you, bro. Man. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Hey, that was our man BJ, man. That was what's up. That was a dope episode, man. We just wanted to keep getting into fashion. You know, we keep it with sports, so we had to switch it up a little bit. Definitely, definitely. It was a great episode. Had our boy on, killing it again in the fashion industry. Check his stuff out. He's worked with big names, uh, you know, clients like D Wade, Coos. Guys in the league, he's he's been all over. So definitely check him out. But this is episode 16. Yeah, man. We coming. Yo, it's coming up Another to episode week. 20, yo. Already. <laughs> yeah, we're approaching 20. Uh, again, we hit over 1K. We got 1.1K yeah, streams. Yo, we appreciate y'all. We want to thank y'all. Definitely want to shout out to y'all real quick. Thank y'all for the love and support. The continued love and support y'all show is, is just awesome. Again, we can't say it enough. More guests, more love, better episodes, more content. That's it. We're just coming with the heat. We're getting better and better every week. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just finding more and more about, about different people, what they do from different places all around. You heard it. So yeah, the goal is to have at least one person from every country, man. You heard it. So Yeah, we're global. We're working. 16 different countries tuning in. Yeah, we're working, yo. So we're just keep it coming. We're yeah, going to keep it coming. Thank you, yo. Peace. Thank you. Peace.